This is episode triple zero <laughs> of Smashing Rackets podcast, hosted by myself, JP Hovey, Clark to my left, Jack Sock to my far left. And yeah, what we really, you're probably wondering why we're all sweaty. Jack, tell us what just happened out here on this pickleball court. I mean, pretty, pretty easy, pretty simple stuff. Uh, JP and I got out here uh, early in the morning, took on Clark and, um, T short who uh, has ran away after the uh, L's they just took early in the morning. So played two out of three JP and I got up big early, kind of let him back in. It felt bad. I feel like for a second. Um, and then second game we were in danger for, for a minute, but uh, I feel like JP for the non-tennis guy held his own very That's well. That's what I was going to say. What, when I first came walking in, what were you, what were you expecting? Uh, I actually thought you had played some tennis. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know why I thought Zero at some tennis. point, um, if somebody had watched, I think they would have guessed that you you did because I think you uh, that clip. you showed out pretty well. Um, I don't think I don't think Clark and T Short were too happy with uh, losing to a non tennis guy. I appreciate that, man. I like this podcast. I know, right? <laughs> Dude. So, but like going in, like when I'm coming out here to play pickleball, I have zero experience in tennis, and I watch pickleball. My mom plays. I'm like, this junk will be easy as crap. Did you have like the same sort of going into you? Like I just spent 10 years like in the top <laughs> of tennis. Like this is about to be cake. Uh, I mean, yes and no. I feel like for people that I've talked to that are kind of asked the differences and everything, I do think the things that I enjoy in tennis, I mean, I've had, I mean, I've had success in singles, but a lot of success in doubles um, in a non-weird way. But like, and, and a lot of obviously the double stuff in tennis is the handsy stuff, kind of reading the court. Uh, finding angles and more cat and mouse stuff, which is literally pickleball. So for me, it felt like uh, a sport that's, you know, getting huge. That is all the things that I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think a little overconfident at the very beginning thinking, but then you're now playing with a wiffle ball and a paddle that's pretty dead uh, in general compared to a racket. So it definitely took a little bit of, took a little bit of time getting used to and, and adjusting, but it's the same with everything else. Started playing with better players and, and getting some reps in and, and now feel pretty confident out there. Oh, real quick. Yeah, switch your foot. Have you said anything yet or no? I did earlier, but you can cut it out. Yeah, we'll cut it out. You said you're a trash at pickle. I know. Yeah. You guys were shitting on me about <laughs> how bad you just kicked my ass, but yeah, really it was JP that you know stepped up. Best pickleball podcaster in the world. Yeah, so kind of like the idea of the podcast – for myself, I've always been into, not always, but like in 2019, I saw like this opportunity in tennis, the tennis industry where like they're getting no, there's no creative media. They're not like, you don't see all these clips on Twitter. You don't see podcast clips of anything. And every other sport has like an active mm -hmm. yep. player podcast or whatever. Um, so like what I'm trying to get out of it all is just like shedding that light, giving the players their own platform to speak. I don't know what you guys, the ultimate goal of the podcast, this is just kind of something that's cool to, hopefully we get to episode 100, we look back like, hey, this is what we wanted to yeah. accomplish. Yeah. But I don't know what you guys like. No, I mean, I've been around tennis my whole life. My dad was a college tennis coach at Old Dominion and then uh, founded UTR, I guess, 15, 20 years ago. So oh, wow. I've always been interested in tennis and watching tennis. And was your ranking always a little higher? Because <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> and the early on, like you could go in there, you could skew it and you be like, edit, "You beat Roger edit button online. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, you know, I, I've I've watched tennis from afar, and I just think the relevance in tennis right now is is lacking in all racket sports. So you know, um, getting Jack a part of this is is awesome, and you know, kind of shooting the shit, but also hearing the behind the scenes stories that no one really hears yeah. about. You know, and Breakpoint was great, but I thought it was boring as shit, you know? So, um, you know, I think quarterback, what Patrick and Mariota and Kirk is doing is, is cool, but yeah. podcasting is becoming big, but it's really kind of shedding the light that about tennis and, and behind the scenes that no one hears about. And obviously you're a perfect example with what you've done in doubles, but also being top 10 in singles. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's definitely – Definitely a lot more that goes into it than people they see or they think. Um, I was never gonna watch a minute of Breakpoint. Um, I don't. So you haven't watched hate, a single point? No, not not There's a minute. Like it, wow. um, not a not to break the hearts of if any tennis fans uh, you know end up watching this, but I I don't uh, 
I don't get involved too much or watch too much. I've couple, you know, a couple of buddies, uh, my close friends on tour that play, yeah. um, I'll turn it on, you know, if they're playing, uh, you know, some matches, but outside of that, I'm not, uh, I'm not too involved in, in, in all the tennis stuff. And, um, yeah, for some, some reasons and saying just not, and you know, some that are irrelevant, but, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, uh, a lot of time and, and effort that go into the sport in general and the difficulty I think of it as a whole that either tennis fans or just people in general, even other, even other athletes, I don't even think understand kind yeah. of the, the commitment, everything it takes. So yeah, it'd be fun to dive into. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't know, like you could tell, we're talking about Travis Kelsey earlier. Like you see Travis Kelsey, you're like, Oh, that's the homie. Yeah. yeah. There's like nobody in tennis really that, cause I'm like the, the average sports fan. Like I know about tennis, yeah. but I don't know like the in-depth part of it, but there's nobody that's like, yo, this dude, this guy seems like the homie yeah. if somebody's just watching tennis and passing. But if you were to be running breakpoint, which five players would you have chosen to follow? Um, I mean, I would have, that's tough. Cause you gotta, you know, you're, you're hoping it works out kind of based on their play and stuff. Cause you're yeah, obviously yeah. filming at that time. So, but if, I mean, if you could do it, you know, if you could have your perfect world, I mean, obviously, obviously Nick just with the, yeah. the theatrical, I mean, he's one of, one of my good buddies and, uh, I think a, a bit misunderstood, but he's, uh, it'll always be entertaining to follow. Um, I think, you know, Nick, Nick, when he's playing well, which was awesome last year. Um, I think my, myself when, when, you know, when I was at, at my best, um, would have been pretty, pretty fun to follow along with. I haven't watched much of it. So I don't know how Francis was on there, but uh, he's, he's usually, you know, there's only, I feel like there's only a few guys that, that in the tennis world you can pick out and say, oh, those are big personalities. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of the others are uh, eat, breathe, and sleep tennis, and yeah. um, you don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of action out of them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Gael would be a good, you know, great one in his prime. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. um, what about Kaichinov? I feel like Kaichinov was fun. You might I mean, not don't know him all. I mean, yeah. cordial with him, like you know, like a lot of the guys, you know, respectful in the locker room. But maybe like a maybe like a Rublev, just because you get yeah. you get some you get some. He's a little hothead on the court sometimes, but also is a baller. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It'd be tough. There's not not too many guys with, that that are gonna bring you a lot of content. It's interesting, yeah. like seeing Netflix and seeing some of these shows that are, I mean, tennis, golf, and football. They're really trying to like spotlight this more. Yeah. But I think with tennis, like the last few years, like Kyrgios has obviously done a really good job in promoting himself outside yep. the game, and you have. I don't know, big three, big four, I guess you can include Andy in there. But really, how many tennis players are relevant outside of the big four? You know, and I'm not trying to blow you here or anything, but like in 2016 <laughs> to 2019, you were kind of the first wave to come on and smash the racket, but also be <laughs> top ten in the world and also play in Grand Slam. So I think you kind of, I mean, how many relevant how many more relevant players have there been in the last 10 to 15 years outside of yourself, Nick Kyrgios? I mean, common tennis fan, how many names can they really name? Yeah, and I think that's what I kind of alluded to a little bit ago yeah. uh, is is what I struggle with a bit when, and part of why I don't watch a lot is, um, and I have respect for I have respect for all the analysts and, and commentators and I mean, everyone in the tennis world, it's, I mean, it's given me so yeah. much. I'm not, I absolutely love it. It's a sport I'll play you know, for forever. Um, hopefully with kids and everything one day, but I do think outside of the, those big four or yeah. the names that your, you know, average person walking down the street's yeah. going to know, we don't, we don't, they don't, um, as, as reporters in the sport, um, commentators, everything, do, they don't do a great job of, of hyping up yeah. players outside of the four. I mean, mm -hmm. like I was just saying a little bit ago to get to top hundred in the world in any sport, let alone tennis where there's, I don't know how many million people trying and it's people don't, can't comprehend how hard it is. Uh, and so if you're a guy who's 50 in the world and you're playing one of the top guys, you know, on a big court of slam and commentators aren't, you know, honestly probably being more negative than positive, not really highlighting what you've done or, or how hard it is to get there. And you never, maybe have a chance, you know, most of the time you're going to lose yeah. you know, to one of the top guys. That's why they're so good. But like, at least give them, you know, the respect, yeah. you know, throughout the yeah. match and everything. To, so I think that could be done better. Yeah. I mean, there's, I feel like there's not that much difference between like somebody ranked 200 and somebody ranked 50. It's like all kind of just like a mental, 
Yeah, I think I could be completely no, I, wrong. No, I, I do. But, I think I think when you get, I think it's actually when you get to that fifty range is when it is when it starts changing a bit because yeah. you obviously have how the point system and everything works is you can get guys that'll go play forty weeks a year and play a bunch of challengers and do really well in them and then just get their ranking to that edge and kind of just creep over and now playing in slams or ATP events and you know they've if they've played challengers most of the year and kind of just crept into these you know maybe that level the discrepancy is a little different than a guy who's consistently at 60 or 70 in the world right playing atps yeah. but i think once you then you get inside the top 50 and stuff it uh i think it's a little different and there's some security too yeah exactly yeah, but you can chill for a little bit yeah exactly yeah. yes and no i mean yes and i yeah. was a, i mean you want to have a you know breakout great week all the time i was a great example of that with the paris singles mm -hmm. win but uh, just the way the point system works, but I think is another conversation that needs to go to a two-year system like golf. But in tennis, with the one year, there's just every time you come back to that big week you have, there's so much pressure to defend yeah. those points. Otherwise, yeah. you go from, you know, high to low real quick. The point yeah. system is crazy. Like, I mean, I've never played on the tour, but I can't imagine, you know, having a good month and then the pressure of just like, yeah, oh shit, I got to defend so many points this yeah. week. I mean, I mean, that's what makes the top guys so yeah. good. Is they, I mean, obviously they have. A ton of points most weeks but yeah. you know they come back and do it but they also have the security with do, you know having 25 of those good weeks instead of uh, since some guys are banking on those two or three four good weeks a year to to be up there so yeah yeah ultimately i think like the storytelling is what's lacking in tennis yep. like, there's high school basketball players in the u.s that have more followers yeah. than the best american male tennis players yeah which is crazy Tennis has the global audience. That Mikey Williams here is like he's playing here in Charlotte now. That dude's got like millions of followers. Is he it's crazy. Here? Yeah, he's, he was at uh, he's at I think he was at Lake Norman Christian for a while or something. Yeah, he didn't he just go over. or did he, he, he went to Memphis? I think he did. Yeah, but he's got one more year of high school left. I'm not sure. I know he was here for at least a year, but yeah, that yeah. was your like. I love yeah, I love Mikey Williams. <laughs> I wasn't even aware. You know, he got in, in some trouble. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was you know. Upstate or something. Uh, okay, <laughs> did, did not. Yeah, he's got like five million followers on Instagram. No, he's yeah. a savage. Because like, people were talking about it around here. I saw it on like a you know city of Charlotte post there. I don't even know, but and then yeah, because I, I didn't know really who he was. I don't follow high school basketball. You're right. <laughs> nor does most people. If you're not you know from the the school or something, and I clicked on his thing, I was like, wow, wait, crazy. This is, yeah, yeah. Like those guys <laughs> have such awesome. Like I mean, basketball, you can have way more like sick highlights yeah in tennis but they're like the landing page where like you see a clip it's like oh let me go to his instagram page yeah. and you see everything else you're like oh snap tennis is brutal over here like i always i always felt like because so much of the world is social media now and and you know it's where a lot of things you know happen and and tennis is funny if you're an american like like when you do when you get when you like gain a bunch of followers you do well it's always like your big result in europe and stuff yeah. you get all like, yeah, the yeah. european tennis because it's so big over there you do something big over here, and I, I mean, I don't really think it's tennis been seen is a all that much. Shitty job of like doing the highlights too. Like tennis TV is the no only, yeah, the only thing we got. Like, yeah. hey. dude, it's a, uh, I, like, were you ever? I know you were on top ten plays for pickleball. Did you ever get it for tennis? Yeah, I got uh, actually at the oh my fault at the open one year. I was unfamiliar with your game. No, no, I actually at the uh, at the open one year as a Giants fan, you'll like this one. This is where I. Uh, I was playing Songa fourth round on the old Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Um, I was playing a fourth round in, I don't even know what, I don't know what the score was. And yeah, he hit, I hit a serve and he hit a kind of got, he like took the return early and like nuked it right, right near the baseline. I was literally was stuck, ended up hitting the, like the forward tweener, um, facing forward off the bounce, uh, hits the net court and dribbles over for a <laughs> winner. And I, uh, looked over and, and OBJ was sitting front row. And then Ooh. that's where he, and then the guy where he tweeted at me after. Did and you get we the got, follow? You got, yeah, I got the the, the follow and the uh, then tweeted at me after. And then we actually kept in touch. And so I was, yeah. Big. Dude, was, when he followed nuts. you, did you like, did you wait a little bit to follow uh, him back? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think so. I think it was on, tw it was on my old Twitter that uh, got hacked. But um, no. yeah, it was, a, it was a Twitter follow, not the, not the IG, but um no, I think I I think I followed back right away. Yeah, yeah. Got to. Yeah. Have to. Yeah, that's the dope part with the US Open. You get on that stage. Yeah. But like was was that your only time top ten? For tennis, uh I feel like maybe there's there yeah. was another time. I can't 
I mean, I, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. I can't. You had some sick tweeners, like, throughout your career, and I think uh, SportsCentered, like, just digs that. Like, tweeners, yeah. like, okay, it's a it's hard to hit a tweener, but there's so many other, like, creative and cool shots. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I think, again, with tennis, people, yeah, yeah don't quite understand. I think that's what, what, whenever I've had friends or somebody that haven't seen it live, when you go watch in person, yeah. you then realize kind of right. the speed everything's happening, the angles being hit, the court movement coverage all that but i think the way the camera angle is and everything on tv it looks like it's slowed down a bit and yeah. not as uh not as fast paced so it's i think it's tough to yeah. realize exactly what's happening one one day we're gonna have to have you serve and i'll try to return it <laughs> yeah. because i see you know you see the video of jamie fox yeah trying to return eubank serve yeah when i was filming for chef of olive one time we've like gotten semi-close and i wasn't really paying attention and he just like in my head beamed to serve at me and like stung me <laughs> and i like wasn't paying attention it was probably like 80 miles an hour no <laughs> but i'm just thinking like oh my god like that junk hurt like i, I can't believe guys return it yeah. you know so easy and they'll like come up on it as well i'm like standing all the way at the wall yeah we got to do like a challenge with like isner like where you're serving yeah and you just got to touch it yeah i mean for yeah but, i mean a just a normal like ath non-athletic person like can if we get him warmed up, I'm gonna I'm gonna err on you guys not being able to touch one. If you don't he, think if I can he, touch if it? If he actually goes, two he gets two serves. I okay, touch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, touch it. I don't I don't know how the contact will ever be if he's like warmed up and actually wants to go after it and like hit his spots. I yeah, I mean, like I have. If I was a if I was to be standing across from you, I have no idea where you're going with the ball. So right. I'm gonna just be standing Especially him, then it's, in the middle, and I'm not yeah, gonna be able to get to. there. Yeah, I mean, which is crazy. I think I would get. I mean, I don't want him to watch this, and hopefully, he's not watching. We'll maybe do it in a few months. I'm gonna tell him right after. He's this. I would probably go <laughs> out wide. I would I would jump in and I would go out wide, but I would on fake the, on the deuce side. On the deuce, I mean, I think you'd have to because if he hits a spot wide. Novak's not touching it. Yeah. Like if he if he wants to, you know, hit the spot. T obviously you could you can use a little bit of reach and yeah, yeah, touch it maybe. But yeah, his wide his wide serve on the deuce when he hits that short spot because it's coming in from that angle yeah. is like is stupid. But so pisses me off about golf so much. It's like tennis. We can I can go out there and return John serve on these guys and yeah. the golf the ball <laughs> sitting right there still and I can't hit it you know where I want sometimes is that's always well dude always been frustrating the most frustrating part is you follow DJ Khaled uh I don't follow but, but you I've, see the stuff now, let's yeah. golf let's go golfing future PGA guy he's like low-key <laughs> I mean obviously he's not good but he is getting better yeah I suck at golf and I watch DJ Khaled I'm like all right there's yeah, he probably no way plays every day he does yeah. but so like you gotta get better yeah but it bugs me he's like 300 pounds what does he shoot like 85 90 I mean Mad respect to DJ Kyle, but I also don't the think he's, he's not that like he's not that. Yeah, good he's not gonna make it. I mean, okay. we'll what see. do you shoot? I think he, I think his content creator puts together a nice little highlight video of what yeah, happens yeah, out yeah. there. I don't think we see all the all the. We got to get Khaled on the course with you. Yeah, that'd be sick. That would be yeah, sick. That would be sick. What I What mean, do you shoot around? Uh, I'm a two handicap right now. Yeah, I've got. Uh, yeah, playing. Oh, snap. Yeah, play, yeah, my. Let's say I'm solid. Solid at golf. I would say you're pretty good. Yeah. Have you ever thought about playing like these? Um, what is the tournament that they just played? The football like Tahoe? players? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played. So that's like my, Ooh. that's my uh, full goal. If you guys want to know my future, it's hopefully well, it'll be pickleball, uh, the celebrity pro ams in golf, podcast life. It's kind of where we're going. So uh, I've been able to play. They have one in Dallas. I've played twice. Um, and they actually just before Wimbledon, they started, they had a new one up in Maine, actually in Portland, Maine. Beautiful place. Be Never sick. thought I'd go to Maine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put up there at, a, at an awesome country club. They had a corn fairy event there for a few years. Oh, wow. Went up there and played. And um, first round, kind of just beat myself. He was so nervous. I, like, yeah. can go play tennis in front of anybody, any amount of people. I go tee off in that tournament where you're like actually having to count everything. There's like three people watching. I literally feel like I'm going to. Is Celebrity Pro Am? Like, yeah. Like, who are some of the other people there? Played with. Uh, um, the second day I played with Harrison Smith from the Vikings yeah. and Clay Buckles, pitcher from the Red Sox. And, uh, day one, I played with, uh, gosh, we had two, they had two AMs in the first day. So yeah. it was kind of, it's a slower round, a little yeah. bit, a little bit draining, but it was, uh, those things are, 
those things are a blast. The one in Dallas, you play with the senior PGA guys. Ooh. So like the last day there, I got to play with uh, uh, Colin Montgomery, which was super fun. I played with Vince Carter in Maine. That's which was, sick. Which was sick. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Good? Insanity. He's he yeah he's solid. He just like if he could take out a couple like wayward drives that he kind of hits. Yeah. He he actually be he'd be great. But um, yeah he's yeah he's the nicest dude ever. So much taller than I thought for like when you see him jump yeah. and everything. Couldn't yeah. believe that somebody that tall would do it. Can you it. dunk? Um, if I can palm the ball, I can put it over, yeah. but I, I can't, for some reason, can't like get the grip on it sometimes. Um, Dallas played with Ray Allen last year, one round, that was sick. Bro. Yeah. Now those things, these things, they're, they're a blast. Like just the mingling and you get to, you get to hear their stories from their sports and all their stuff. And it's, a, it oh, was, yeah. it was a blast. NBA yeah. locker room. They yeah, got the stories. Probably nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't imagine. I know. Were you nervous when you were with Vince Carter, like on that first tee box? Like, oh. uh, I had seen him actually a couple because he played the one in Dallas too, and we, okay. had, you know, pass by hellos and yeah. how you doing? But um, no, not not really. No, not too nervous. I mean, it's funny these guys like like we like feel like a lot of these love golf so much that you take it so serious. Right. So, like yeah. you get there like. Sometimes the personality like almost goes away a little bit because you're so dialed in. You got like your caddy with you, yeah. and you. Want, I think everyone wants to like show out and like prove that, you know, everyone wants to be good at golf and and put up good scores. So, kind of like on your own a little bit. But once like the round gets going, you start chatting and everything. But yeah, now they're a blast. It'd be cool to put a mic just like in the golf cart and yeah. just hear what go the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're walking the whole thing. So we could do. We could. Oh, yeah, yeah we true. could walk yeah. and throw the mic on the bag or something or have it on the caddy and yeah. just listen to everything going on. Let me get on the bag one time. Yeah, 100%. Dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. Dude, hey, that would be fun. Tahoe's the goal, dude. I've been I've been trying. I I tried to get in this year, but I think that one's that one's just tough. There's so many guys that want to play. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Hopefully. What are the Marty, parameters? Like I mean is it just That's what I think. Celebrity status? I yeah, honestly, I think so. I mean, I think Yeah, I think they want majority very high percentage of like the biggest names they can get yeah, right. and then maybe maybe a couple spots of like slightly less name but like good at golf you know so mm -hmm. hopefully i can slide into that you know one year but i mean Dude. talking to marty and and some of the guys playing now robbie gold i've gotten to know but to some of these yeah. um yeah they look pat and travis obviously go and they're you know have you played with pat yeah yeah i played so with a couple he, times he's and probably travis, in was that he's probably your in yeah, him and Marty. I mean, Marty obviously set the Marty's course good. record there a couple yeah. years ago and won it. So hopefully that that helps. Marty out. who? Marty Fish. Marty Fish. Oh yeah, he's, he's like a yeah. He yeah. always crushes. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a stick. It's unbelievable. Forget who we we're with Nate Bargatze and he was he brought up Marty. Yeah, Marty, good he was at golf. Yeah, that's sick. With the comedian Nate. Yeah. Yeah, we just I just watched his stuff for the first time. Uh, Bro, my sister in law and, and and her fiance they were telling us about him because Cole's good buddies with him and I was. Yeah, Beyond, he's the funniest. Yeah, uh, absolutely love him now. Yeah, yeah I never heard him. Dude, before. he's funny. He's like good, clean comedy. Yeah, dad comedy. Yep. And for the hey, for the people that don't know, Cole who? Yeah, I know. Uh, You're just yeah, dropping yeah. it like <laughs> no, normal. Um, future brother-in-law, Cole Swindell, country singer. Um, engaged to my wife's sister, so um, super excited about that. Awesome, awesome, awesome dude. Um, Super stoked having the family here. Yeah, soon, hopefully next year at some point. When you were like feeling them out, <laughs> was it like, was there kind of like some big dogging going on? Like, no, hey, no, what's going I, mean, on I can't. No, I can't compete with, with that. He's he's crushing it. Yeah. Um. Oh no, I'm not not oh. big dog like that. Oh with, like, yeah, career. no. <laughs> no, just more like I don't know how close you are with your wife's sister. Just like no, the yeah, protective. Like, oh. let me let me get a feel for this guy. No, I mean I I feel obviously is not blood family i mean right. i do and they and they they have a brother as well who you know i'll let you know yeah he has yeah, his, he has his role there i mean i i do yeah i mean i felt you know feel slightly just protective in the sense just wanted just to be with a good with yeah. a good dude who yeah um you know fit fit in well with everyone and i mean cole's cole's definitely that guy he's an awesome awesome dude but and she's and courtney is is beyond happy so that's literally all that all that matters to me. It's yeah, got to be cool sick. for your wife's parents. Like they're either going to a country musician <laughs> show or they're gonna go watch Jack play a tennis match. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. And, I mean, I'm a I, I die hard country, yeah. you know, country music fan. So, yeah. Um, 
not like a weird fanboy way of cool or anything. I just, <laughs> I, I love the music. It's a, really all I listen to. So, um, yeah, it's been fun to be able to go to some shows and, um, yeah, just kind of see again the behind the scenes of that. What all goes into to that production is industry and everything is just insane. Yeah, like, yeah, I think I'm probably will butcher the number, but Jelly Roll. Yeah, obviously Jelly Roll is like the man. He did Bridgestone, sold it out, and his like production cost was I want to say like close to half a mil. I'm like just to put on the show for one yeah, night. For one night, and have all the proceeds of that night went to the juvie that he like grew up in which was oh no way dope. like literally yeah. the first time he ever was in bridgestone he gave the whole gate to the the place wow country music i mean that's all i listen to it's taken off which is good too. it is i do i feel yeah. like it's i feel like yeah. it's getting bigger yeah. for sure we got to get jelly to like the u.s open <laughs> jelly roll at the u.s open would be, <laughs> that would be electric nuts. they'd get him on like the beer chugging camera and that would just be Game over. He doesn't drink beer, bro. Drink. He doesn't drink. He doesn't drink. No, he I drinks. Oh, just not. But beer. like only tequila. Oh, uh, okay. Which could be even then. funnier though. Okay. U.S. Yeah. Open has some tequila sponsors, so I'm sure they yeah, can they hook do. it up. Yeah, dude. With the uh, the country music, you grew up in Lincoln. Yeah. Your parents still live there? My dad. My dad's still in Lincoln. Uh, mom and brother in Kansas City a lot of the time. Um, still together. You know, but that's how our that's how our dynamic was. Um, yeah. Pretty much my whole life now. And did you, where, where'd you grow up? Yeah, I, was, I mean, born in Lincoln till I was 10. And then we started going down on the weekends to Kansas City for um, the Mike Wolf Tennis Academy, who's my coach pretty much my whole life until I got on tour. And um, then we ended up moving to Kansas City when I was like close to 11. Gotcha. My dad had to stay behind for work in Lincoln and still, still grinding and, and doing that. So, but the rest of us enjoyed Kansas City more. So yeah. We, uh, When'd you move here? We're in Charlotte, by the way. Yeah, yeah, in Charlotte. I hear my wife's from about an hour, hour north of here, and I got I got out here in summer of nineteen after I had thumb surgery. I wasn't able to you know play for a long time, yeah. so came out to visit while we were dating, and literally never left. Sold yeah. sold my house in Kansas City the next year, bought a house here, and have two yeah. dogs, and now a baby on the way. So life, life congratulations. Happened. Yeah, Dad, thank you, man. So what year did you turn pro? Twenty eleven. Right after, right after I graduated high school. So you've been Skip on the tour college. for yeah. 14 years. 14 years. Or no, sorry, not 14, 12 years. No, uh, I didn't go to school yeah. for math. Yeah, what's that? I didn't go to school for math. Yeah, no, I said, yeah, college is overrated. Sorry, everyone. Um, you ever think about going to college either? I did, yeah. I mean, I was... Uh, Nebraska? Took some visits. Honestly, yeah, I did. Kind of gave my verbal to Nebraska. My brother was playing there. He played tennis as well. Um, and the team actually was... was Better than people would think. They they made NCAs for the first time the tournament my brother's freshman year, and I would have come I would have come in his junior year, and they had like a team full of like German guys and then kind of my brother and another American and they were like the number one guy at Nebraska beat Blas Rolla when he was yeah. one in the country that year at Ohio State and so I think we could have done done something cool. Is your but, brother older? Yeah, two years older. Nice. But I think it'd be fun tough to for him. incorporate. Yeah. There should be more college tennis like atmosphere in the pros. Yeah, I just think yeah, I think it's tough when you turn on yeah, you turn on tennis channel, yeah. you got you know sixteen to nineteen year olds that are battling the pros, you know, yeah. all over the world. They don't probably not gonna have a desire to come over and yeah, especially they can't make. They're not like growing up in the states and have like the chance at the you know nil money and stuff. Yeah. Now there's not much. That stuff's taken over. Yeah, dude, going on tour like so you're eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean that has to be like. Initially, I'm like, that's sick. Like, you're traveling the world, and in my head, I'm like, you're making all this money. Obviously, you're not until you get into right. whatever it is. But like, I mean, was it tough? Like being away from everyone? Because I mean, how many weeks are you home? Like three weeks out of the year, it seems. I mean, early on, when you don't think about True. your body and and uh, the wear and tear, it, you know, and commitment it takes to travel around the world. Yeah, you play as many weeks as you can. I think the very beginning is is tough, and this is kind of part of the behind the scenes stuff. When people think it's all rainbows and butterflies, and you go out there, and you know, I I finish high school, you know, have my you know group of buddies that are in social media now, seeing them at college having the best time of their life, and I'm you know traveling around. I'm in the worst cities in Florida and everywhere <laughs> at, a, at a park with no windscreens, with you know no lines judge and playing a 32 year old guy who's trying to put you know dinner on the table that night and i'm like what am i doing out here like yeah, could be yeah. at school or playing college tennis and 
obviously if things go well and beyond you know blessed and grateful that they did but if things go well it, you know it's a great greatest decision you know and some people get stuck and they don't really get out of it and then it's you know it's kind of resetting life almost at that point because now you've gone to school and so it's yeah it's tough at times but if it turns out well it, yeah is there a part of you that wish like now i mean you've obviously had a very very impressive career is there a part of you is like i wish i went to college for like no. a year or two yeah <laughs> I, solely solely to see how we could have done it at nebraska and with my brother especially because yeah. we played I went the non-traditional route with tennis and played four years of high school tennis and like went to school. Um, Bro, you and, had to have been dummying kids in high yeah. school. What were the scores? I, uh, I don't know. I got the 80 and 0 record. I don't know. Oh, yeah. 80 and 0. I, know I mean, Kansas high school tennis. Really. <laughs> hey, you uh, have to be the winningest player of all time. I mean, I've, we need to check. You, you have to be the best high school tennis player ever. You know what's nuts is uh, the way like the way they did Kansas high school tennis at least. I mean, I won single state, so you couldn't play both. You had, you like qualified for state in either singles or doubles, and <laughs> yeah, you know, which is which is crazy. Like, I couldn't yeah. play, couldn't play both. So like, you had guys on the team that were like kind of like singles, like you make like single specialists and try to like get points to qualify for state, and then you have doubles teams. But like, I won state all four years in singles, and our doubles team, I think we won like three of the. We won. We won. We won the team state my last three years, but my freshman year, my brother was there and I made a really good friend. And he and my, our really good buddy, my brother, won doubles at state and I won singles at state my freshman <laughs> year. And we did not win state as a team fight like, for the school because we were the only ones that qualified. Yeah. So we could only get X amount of points. And there's other school that had like three singles guys and two doubles teams. And they got like 11th, 9th, and like put up and just had more points. And it was super frustrating, but. That doesn't make it's any Kansas sense. Kansas high school tennis for you, yeah. dude. Eighty and zero. Wow. Yeah, got him. What was Best. your high school record? Oh, I don't know. Clark's college tennis player. Don't don't I, sleep all on. All I know him. is I have the most singles wins at. I went to uh, Hampton City in Virginia. Okay. All boys school. So uh, most singles wins there. Most singles wins. Yeah, there. That's bro. That's, that's sick. Not, that's not eighty and zero though. But that's sick. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you got a record okay. at college. Yeah. All was, boys yeah. college. All men's college. Yeah. Well, you'd like to say Tough all decision, men. Right? Well, I mean, what else do we have yes and you? no. I mean, there's a girls, there's a school, Longwood, like 10, 15 minutes away. Oh, okay. So it's not just boys seven days a week. And <laughs> you're allowed to bring your girlfriend and girls over on the during the week. So it's not like, okay. it's not like a prison, but. Um, Locker room's hype. A lot of partying. Yeah. A lot just, of fun. So. You guys probably had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Tennis team shower together? <laughs> <laughs> the no. Do they in college? Community showers? Because you know uh, football, basketball, they all kind of they got a couple of those at the lo in locker rooms and tennis, and it's like no. I'm wait my turn. Like, someone, um, I, I saw this on Instagram the other day. I think it was someone in DC, maybe it was like Drake or something like that, posted like the showers of the Capitals, and he's uh, like best showers, and you could just see like Drake. ten showers just in a row. Like do they just shower with each other, like for sure, hockey no guys privacy? for sure. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think they I don't think they care. I think they just roll in there all yeah. take off the pads and they're ready. So yeah. no no showering together for tennis no. college. They have community showers at some a couple What tournaments? Um Rome. Yeah, they like to get naked out Rome there. Rome with very small towels as well is weird and like it's just <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you're blessed, it's tough. You just double say, towel. I was just say if you're not yeah, if you're not, it's not a big deal. But um <laughs> yeah, there's a couple I think Pretty sure Del Rey for a couple years oh. was until they kind of redid some stuff. There's another somewhere like a random like Basel, Switzerland, yeah. or some end of the year. I'm I'm st I'm stealing this question, but from Bussin, but uh, you know, you you meet peak in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually like I said, try to wait my turn and then I have to get in and get out, or so, honestly wait to get back to the hotel. I mean, is there anybody on tour that you know of that is backing? <laughs> what a question! Uh, you don't yeah, have the answer. Yeah, I plead the fifth. I got no. I got no. <laughs> we'll bleep it out. I got no. No comment there. I know who's not packing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one day yeah. they will be exposed. It will, dude. That's funny. Um, but yeah, being on tour when you're young, what was like the first tournament you won that was a significant amount of money? And I also heard that I don't know if this is true, but do you have the option to get your prize money in all cash at some places no <laughs> i mean tough seeing that facial expression yeah i don't think so i know like 
futures, especially right? like yeah. early, especially like early on, like my first couple of U.S. Opens, you could go in and like when you did your prize money receipt at the end or whatever, because there's either taxes or write-offs or whatever you need to do. Yeah, you could ask for some cash, like if you want just wanted cash for okay. something, you could get. Yeah. But I don't think you could rock in and be like, yeah, I want hundred G's yeah. and cash. Hundred yeah. G's and cash, yeah. right here, right now. Yeah, no, I was misled. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, early on, probably. I mean, probably my that. 2011 was my first U.S. Open um, as a pro yeah. after high school, and um, I was got a wild card for winning Kalamazoo and was able to uh, win my first round um, thing against the French dude, and then played my idol growing up, Andy Roddick, um, also a Nebraska guy. So it he's was a Nebraska guy from Omaha. Both yeah. both diehard Husker fans. He's here what? in Charlotte now. Dude, um, I did not know that. Yeah, he's diehard Husker fan. Were you um, nervous playing against him? Yes and no. It's like it was my first time. We played on Arthur Ashe night match. First time on ESPN. That's or ESPN nineteen. Two, whatever it was, I was eighteen. I turned nineteen after that tournament. Um, right after, and um, yeah, it was like it was it was like nervous excitement though. Like I also had absolutely nothing to lose, and so I actually went out and played. I didn't didn't play too bad. I lost, you know, I'd break each set or something, and yeah. um. And then went on to to got a wild card with mixed doubles with Melanie Uden and won the mix that year out of nowhere at 18. So that was kind of the first. That's sick. Which was sick, you know, finals on Arthur Ashe and able to win and. 19 year old. How many grand slams do you have? Um, I got four. So combined, this podcast has four grand slams. <laughs> so wait, what <laughs> is that? That's two Wimbies. Yeah, two two Wimbledon men's doubles, a U.S. Open men's doubles, and the mixed. Uh, U.S. Open, and you won the men's double. You won the U.S. Open and Wimby with Mike Bryan. With Mike Bryan, same other year. one with Fosick. Yeah, and then Melody Odin. Wow. Yeah. What was yep. the uh, the f- the first big purchase? It doesn't even have to be something massive. Like yeah, think- some guys will be like, I got some Air Maxes. Like yeah, whatever. No, it is. I mean, I don't even. Know. I mean, I got like a I got like a, a town home in Kansas City. You know, just to have my own place and got a like a BMW sedan. I mean, I'm not really yeah. Never really went like crazy big, kind of just kind of just follow along with where I kind of was in life. Like right, wanted yeah. my space, got a house, you know. Yeah. Uh, wanted to upgrade my car a little bit, but never. Yeah, I'm not like a multi car guy or any yeah. like big crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, just like I don't. I mean, you you know how hard it is to stay at the top. Like, sure, you might get, you might make, you win mixed doubles. I don't know what that prize money is, but it's like yeah. You know, it's not like you're just all of a sudden swimming in a whole no. bunch of cash. And like, and what's your, what was your ranking after U.S. Open? And my dad's a financial advisor, so that wouldn't have flown. That wouldn't, ah, that yeah, wouldn't have gone yeah. very well. Um, which is honestly a good thing. Kept, you know, keeps it keeps it a little tighter. Um, my ranking after the uh, I don't even know because I had, hadn't played. I mean, I played like futures and stuff while right. still in high school and some challengers, but I I, I don't even know. Maybe probably around top. Had to be top two hundred maybe after okay. that or I don't yeah I don't I don't know necessarily. Yeah. You've had some I mean impressive like what's impressive U.S. Open moments. What's the fourth round quarters? You made quarters? If not four yeah fourth round there twenty uh, sixteen yeah seventeen. I don't know all the years blend in. I know twenty sixteen like, I made fourth round that was the, yeah when I lost to Songa. Um, at yeah U.S. Open U.S. Open fourth round French Open fourth round Wimbledon third or fourth third round Aussie I never really enjoyed honestly that much yeah too fucking hot it's too hot uh, I am a if any tennis people watches you know I'm a profuse sweater um, and uh, yeah never that enjoyable uh, travel obviously trip is crazy beautiful yeah. beautiful like I want to go and not play tennis yeah. like, I want to go you want to go on podcast see it and enjoy it. yeah exactly yeah. see it and enjoy it and um but yeah have yeah i've had some yeah some good good runs and singles over the years we, we should have had you we should have had you think about this before but just your personal top five u.s open moments i don't know if you can come up with that um obviously one of those I got a, yeah i got a i mean in no particular order yeah um i mean playing andy at that age on national television and on on ash for the first time was sick I mean, winning the mix has to be up there. Winning the men's doubles definitely up there because I 
played pretty crazy in the final. It was it was sick. It was one of those kind of blackout moments and just everything was everything was was ticking. Uh gosh, uh, I mean that fourth round match against Songo was was crazy. And honestly the the way it ended ended unfortunately, but the way I played uh the way I was playing for about a set and a half against Varev a couple of years ago and he was the top five seed and yeah. People had kind of written me off at that point, I feel like. Um and I was one of those moments again where you're unconscious for a bit and I was playing Dang. ridiculous and unfortunately ripped the adductor mid match. But um yeah, it was that was it was fun just with the crowd and everything it was kinda yeah finally getting behind me again, it felt like. Last year was you played Schwartzman last year, right? Yeah, same. I was playing great yeah. and um that, that was tough. That new Armstrong is a sick, sick court, but they leave like above that lower bowl it's like a small opening um and it was like heavy rain and crazy humidity that day with all like oh. all the moisture in the air and i again as a profuse sweater and honestly yeah. tried everything under the sun yeah and i i think it's at sometimes when it's like those conditions there's just not not much i can do and yeah i remember watching down. that match and it was similar to what like alcaraz happened to alcaraz with the french a little bit you just yeah you were playing so well and then you kind of just like Physically, just kind of yeah. deteriorating, cramping. I think I, I, I was I losing more than I can, more than I can put back. Yeah. So, unfortunate. Ah, oh, it just seems so brutal, tennis. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, because when I'm watching, the more I get into it, like you could lose a match six two, but it's like pretty close. Yeah. Right. And yeah. which is just wild, because you know somebody like me, I just see the bottom line. It's like, oh, Jack loses to <laughs> Zverev, and it's. Yeah, two six, two six, whatever. I'm yeah. like, oh damn, you got smacked. But then you actually watch the match, and it's, which mentally has to be tough. I, that would be that would be fun to dive into in another episode, just yep. because watching how some of these guys, just like especially young guys on tour. I mean, your sort like your teams are. How old was your coach? How old was my coach? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had I mean, I've had a few different, but I mean, I've had older coaches and yeah. you know, younger coaches and. Um, I get what basically what I'm getting at is like you're never really around people your age like right. on, in your day to day, right? Which as a kid, mentally, like I would imagine takes a toll. Like, is be kind of boring in my opinion. You're doing all yeah, your practicing a bunch. You're always tired, I'm sure. Yeah. But I think that'll be cool to get into in some other episodes. Um, Schwartzman, he seems like the homie. Yes, I, I, he well, seems I love that dude. Yeah, absolutely everybody love loves dude. him. Um, yeah, just a. Just a nice dude, and and like his accent's funny. Obviously, he's he'll save me. He's on the shorter side, you he's know, tiny. and height, and but he like embraces it, and it's hilarious. And and uh, we've had some great labor cup moments. I mean, he probably you know hasn't played as well as he wanted there, and and but it's been awesome to have him on the team a couple of times. And yeah. winning last year, we all seeing him dance after, <laughs> and we were all having you know a good time and celebrating. It was yeah, it was, it was classic. So as you're transitioning more, I mean, I guess it's kind of out there that you're transitioning to go play pickleball full-time here in the next few years and hopefully even next year. What is, um, like, what's your tennis schedule for the end of the end of this year? Like, are you you're planning on playing the U.S. Open? Are you planning on trying to play Labor Cup? Like, I know that hasn't been I mean, fully announced. Yeah, I mean, U.S. Open for sure. Um, whether it's, you know, my last one or not, um, I'll be yeah, a... Yeah. Hopefully, you know, hopefully I get in. I've asked, you know, USTA to help out with some wild cards and stuff mm -hmm. since I haven't been, you know, playing as much uh, recently. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think probably a lot of people know on the tail end uh, of my career, um, as I've been doing it a long time and been enjoying pickleball. And it's, you know, going to be a way to stay competitive and um, easier on the body. And I've, yeah. you know, I've had some rough injuries and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll play the open. If I get the call for Labor Cup, always, you know, it's, it's, uh, Dude. it's, I mean, U.S. Open as an American is obviously up there. Indian Wells has always been one of my favorites, but Labor Cup, there's just, it's just, yeah, it's just sick. And this year's in Vancouver, home of Lululemon. Um, so that would be super fun be able to see the headquarters and stuff. And, um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully get, you know, both those opportunities and yeah. we'll see after that. I mean, definitely ever since you, when did you join Lululemon? Uh, start of, La start of last year yeah i mean ever since then you re you really don't deal with that sweat problem as much uh i mean no their their material is different i mean i think right. uh, imagine if you would have had them before i know right i mean would have been chilling no they they make 
I, they make the best product out there. Um, you know, sometimes you can see it on the price tags if you go in there, but at the same time, I think it's, uh, you can buy one thing there and it'll last a very long time. Unlike yeah. some other, maybe brands. one day we get a use code sock for 20% off. There you go. Lululemon. I want 50% off. Get that ambassador yeah. code real quick. We can wrap up soon. Uh, but we're talking about the labor cup. It seems like the sickest tournament. It's unbelievable. Like, like the walkout. What were like the best parts of it? The walkout seems sick. Like I mean, just the whole like the fellowship with the group, with you know, with the team, especially Team World, because we've been lucky to have you know a couple Americans at least on the team. I mean, Isner's probably you know my top you know best buddy on tour, and so having him a bunch and I don't even know. Yeah, the locker room is a blast. You get the speaker going, and we're going crazy for each other. It's super. It's super fun there because you with the f- scoring, playing the ten point breaker. You're indoors, you know, controlled climate, everything. Like you can genuinely be out there, spend as much energy as you want supporting your team, which we never get to do yeah. in an individual sport. Right. Um, and we've had, you know, had John and Nick and some close buddies, Francis, Sam, over the years. You get to like genuinely cheer them on and and enjoy being out there and not worried about like, do I need to be resting and like saving my energy yeah. for my match? You can play right after and not have any problems. And I think it. I. I mean, it's. Similar to the Ryder Cup, obviously it's different. Yep. But like the Ryder Cup, the Labor Cup, the President's Cup, again in golf, like there would be it would be so much better if we could produce if tennis could produce more team moments. I said, yeah, my dream world would have been like like ten Labor Cups a year and like ten ATP events a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh, be nice. what, what do you think about like the UTS thing? I think that's. I think they got a good idea. The one is that the one down in Aussie. Yeah, that was the one. Um, it's a Patrick in L.A. Oh, in L.A. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I actually haven't seen much of it. I saw Nick post about it because he was he was coaching or did he, he play? was coaching. He, he was also. coaching. Yeah, he was coaching. And um, yeah, I just, I think there's a big space for that. I mean, yeah. there, I mean, there has to be. There's you could do a. We've we've talked about Nick and Gael and a couple of you know of us have, over the years talked about like a some sort of All Star Weekend for us type of thing where. Yeah, dude. A, yes. a, a skills challenge. Y'all They're gonna do basketball? this in tennis right after I say this. No, but, you're yeah. gonna be the creator of it. They have to. We give have you the credit. It's true. It's true. Um, and yeah, like some sort of like skills challenge. Like yeah, coolest shot or tweener. Try to find you know find something new and um, yeah, incorporate some sort of team thing and just have that bond because that, that's when the personalities come out in tennis yeah. and that's what I think people Needs. love. That's why Labor Cup has become yeah. so cool. And not to like pat ourselves on the back, but Team World obviously is the non-robotic side, and we showed our personalities <laughs> and our celebrations and everything, and that people were just eating it up. And but that's like who we are. You just don't get to show it that often when you're playing by yourself. JP, all the time. I, he hasn't talked about it yet. I but know. J- uh, Jack did beat Federer in his last match, <laughs> <laughs> and I, so yeah, did I Jack was, Sock make Federer leave tennis? Before that match, I was thinking, I was like, "This is staged." Just That's kidding, what everyone Roger. thought. But we can get into this. Then, <laughs> but then, as I've learned over the last few years, there's a lot of prize money at stake compared to the losing say. losing team and the winning team. Oh. We won't we won't drop numbers, but there's definitely a bag to play for. I've that heard you it's definitely crazy. Want. And uh, yeah, each guy, if you if you yeah, the winning team, each guy gets the same same amount um Dang. if you win um definitely you like seeing it come in the bank account if yeah. you if you can win that's what's been so frustrating because we've actually been one match away match point one year for john i think um and never gotten it and seeing knowing the euros that already make all the money in tennis now right. they're you know, getting that extra yeah thing. yeah no so it's yeah that was dude roger all those guys i have incredible respect for I feel like I've become you know good friends with Roger and it was fun to it was incredible to see him out there again and play and and you could tell obviously that you know the knee was you know uh yeah. I actually thought he played well for not for not playing and <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually thought Rafa was maybe a little tight or uh, a little off but yeah at the end of the day we we're every point helps in that thing as we've seen over the years so yeah, yeah we wanted we wanted that bonus and to finally win so Dude, I that's I didn't know. So even if you just play like one doubles match, you get the same amount as. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we just need to get you on if, as you transition out, we get you on a labor cup contract, a U and a UTS contract. That'd be super. I mean, UTS. I mean, all it's not. You know, whatever tennis is, you know, done for me. I'm not. It's. I'm not gonna just disappear. I mean, right. I'm not gonna be coaching or doing anything. I mean, at at, at tournaments and stuff, but exhibitions and you know, right. that type of stuff i'll be 
Uh, I'm doing one in November in, in San Antonio, you know, already and stuff. So nice. not going to be out of it completely, but, right. um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm down for, I love the team stuff, whatever else. Those, those things are a blast. So it's cool. going to make pickleball interesting too. So we're excited to see what happens in pickleball the next few years. It's, it's just so new. Hopefully it keeps trending, yeah. trending in that direction. Yeah. I mean, they got all those guys, LeBron and KD, yeah. everyone's involved. I'm sure you'll get to cross paths with them. Technical difficulties. We're back. Usually we would throw an ad read in there. So if you're a sponsor, get at me. I'll send you my, we'll drop, drop my email in the, uh, in the <laughs> description. But uh, yeah, before we wrap it up, who are like three, three to five guys that would be like the favorites for the U.S. Open? Probably gonna probably gonna go Novak, Novak, and Novak would be my. I mean, I think if he if he's playing well, which is just insane with you know how long he's been doing it, and in tennis he's considered you know old and stuff, but just the way he's playing and if he's on, I don't he's I think he's it's gonna be tough to beat. Obviously, Alcaraz you know got him at at Wimby, but. Um. Yeah, no, I mean those two. Those two have to be the top two favorites, and I don't even any honestly, sleeper. I, I, don't, I feel like I mean I don't know. It's tough. I think I mean Fritzy and Foe. You know, always you know if they're playing well. Um. You know the, the big games, and obviously Francis run there last year. You know, right. will help him a lot this year with the confidence, kind of that finally that breakthrough. You know, slam moment for him, but and Fritzy's got a big game, can kind of you know rip most people off the court if he's playing well. But I think when you, for some reason, you get to like that Novak or you know Alcaraz, you know for the most part, um, I just there's a just I don't know, there's just a yeah, little edge there. It's just tough to get over. Medvedev, obviously, you know, always kind of in there. I don't know, taking Isner. I'm gonna take Isner to win. Right. It. Yeah, he's gonna serve everyone off the court. Obviously, if you get the wild card, you're the favorite. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can go with that. Maybe uh, in doubles and mixed. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. I'm all yeah. set. You got anything else? Oh, awesome. All good. Let's get rolling. Yeah. Let's get this thing going. Solid. Subscribe. Leave comments. <laughs> more episodes. More content dropping soon. Appreciate you guys. Smashing rackets. Smashing Let's rackets. Go. Cool. Nice work, guys. That was fun. Slide, slide I thought off. it was.